California Senator Kamala Harris announces her 2020 presidential bid. California's Governor Gavin Newsom appoints the state's first Surgeon General. And California Democratic Senator bans he and she pronouns during Judiciary Committee hearings. That's what's coming up this week's episode of California Streaming. You're listening to the California Streaming Podcast with Bobby, Jonathan, and Louie. We're just three conservative friends trying to provide some counterbalance in one of the most liberal states in the union. So let's hop on our magic choo-choo train to nowhere and talk some California politics. Oh yeah, we're here, baby. (laughs) We're here. Who's going to talk first? Another week? We always give it up, let you do it, Louie. No, 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 no. Oh, come on. I wanted to pass the baton. Ooh. It's officially been passed. Nice. I like to share. We're back. We're back. We're back before. Do you like uh, to share the wealth? Mm-hmm. Okay. Feel the burn. All of it. Back before a potential State of the Union, which should be very interesting all by itself. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be quite the show. I thought last time it was quite the show. It was. <laughs> um, this, has, this particularly has room for it to be a lot of roasting. So unfortunately, we have no knowledge of State of the Union. Otherwise, we'd be like, put the camera on Bernie. I want to see what his expressions are. I know. It'd be kind of funny. I'm, I'm curious to see what he says. It'll be great. I, I want to see if there's actually some voodoo magic being performed with opening the government again, gets his so too, and see if, if there's actually some kind of 4D chess being played. Right. That's what they always say about this guy. Right. So I want to see the magic. TBD. All right. First up, if you haven't heard yet, you're hearing it now. Our freshman senator, Kamala Harris, has decided her to throw her hat in the presidential ring and has announced her 2020 presidential bid. It was live on Good Morning America, as opposed to... I love how that works. Just became a senator. Now I'm going to become a president. Announced on MLK Day. Right, yeah. Of course. Um, oh, who was it that roasted her? No, somebody predicted that. Uh, Hugh Hewitt. Did he? He called that weeks interesting. ago. Which was interesting. Well, everybody knew in this state that that's what she was gunning for the whole time. Right. It oh, was to no, become pre- yeah. to, to, you, to be a, pre- a candidate. You, the Kavanaugh hearings, you could tell that was uh, interview time and just uh, grandstanding. Oh, for this moment. For Booker, for her. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fascinating to watch the Democrat primaries. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Everybody thought that the Republican primaries were a S show last time. No. This, this one's going to be a bunch of super righteous. How does, I how mean, if, if you got Gavin in there, right? Because oh. everyone's assuming he's going to get jump in there. Kamala, I think he'll do it late. Elizabeth he needs, Warren. He needs something to, to really hold on to. I think he does it. Well, I think he'll do it late. Yeah, but, oh, but do, he's, do you? Yeah, mm. he's so arrogant that so arrogant, and he's going to be against a bunch of women, right? I mean, this isn't just like tricky and then you waters. got the potential of Hillary. Tricky waters. You can never count her out. No, Mm-mm. I think it's kind of interesting. I think it'll be quite entertaining. I picked an article from the Des Moines Register. It's just real simple. So in 2008, Barack Obama, a freshman Democrat senator, became the first African-American elected president of the United States. A decade later, another first-term Democrat from the, state, uh, from the Senate is making a bid for the White House, this time 
to become the first African-American woman to lead the nation. Senator Kamala Harris of California announced Monday on ABC's Good Morning America that she is running to unseat President Donald Trump in the 2020 election. I feel a sense of responsibility to stand up for who we are, said Kamala Harris. That quote, I, I wrote that one down. The problem with that is, who, who are we? At least in our state, right? It's, it's fluid. I don't know who we are. You can put X on your driver's license. Who am I? Bobby and Louie? I don't even know anymore. I don't okay. know. That's You're the just problem. This big biscuit boy. That's I the problem. Know. You're a fraction of what you used to be. <laughs> but, you know, but see what I mean? Is I, Sorry. Well, I, 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 love, I love the righteous indignation. Indign, eh, I can't talk. Indignation. indignation. Yeah. That these people think they know the best for you. That they are representing you. Which is that the pill is a pillar of the progressive platform. I know and you don't. Right. Right. You know, she she made her announcement on Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, or observed, um, and I don't know if she qualifies for being African-American per se. Well, is Elizabeth Warren running <laughs> as a Native American? I mean, Kamala, she's half Jamaican and half Indian, and I don't know if that really counts. I because she spent her racist. child, she spent her childhood in you Canada. You are racist. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. But who the hell is Kamala Harris? Who is she? Okay, break it down. She uh, Kamala Harris was the county deputy district attorney in the nineties, back in uh, San Francisco, good old San Francisco. Seems so like, she was a San Francisco County DA in the nineties. Sounds like every one of our politicians comes from this area, and even. I didn't know this. Even before that, she grew up in Berkeley where both of her parents attended grad school. I mean, I can stop right there with the rest of the stats because that tells me everything I need to know. It is interesting. Nobody comes out of the South. I mean, you got Tony Bailar. Yeah. I mean, that was the best we it's had. True. He couldn't even had. pass yeah. the bar. It's true, though. So although he was an attorney, no, he wasn't. He, he wasn't just went to law school. Yeah. Isn't Garcetti, don't they think, or is someone in L.A. going to Bill run? Dumphy? I forget who. Well, they, the current Los Angeles mayor, they're thinking that he might make yeah, a bid, but he would just be another stupid face in the clouds as far as it goes. But anyway, she came to prominence when she was dating Willie Brown. Bingo. Who's Willie Brown? His last stint was San Francisco mayor. But he Oakland used to too, be right? he used to be head of the assembly in the California State Legislature. Now Here's the gross part. They're over 30 years of age difference between the two. Who are you to judge? Are you... Wait, wait, Bobby, let me... Hold on. Before you go any further, Mm -hmm. are you intimating that her relationship with Willie Brown might have been purely opportunistic? Just for personal gain? Well... Is that... that I don't know the mechanics of it all. (laughs) (laughs) But I can surmise... That she wanted a piece of the action. She had a course to the presidency. Okay. Okay. And there were sacrifices that needed to be made. Sacrifices. Sacrifices. Oh, sacrifices. Yeah. Okay. She was down with the struggle. Okay. Boy, did she struggle. A lot of code words in here, but yep. I think I'm following. Okay. You're, you're, you're good with that? Okay. We're trying okay. to keep the G rating. Understood. Code we're words. We're trying. We're trying okay. really hard. 
Uh, got it. Okay. Okay, so we're probably saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Then just so everybody knows, she also has a sister. Her name is Maya Harris, and she's an analyst on MSNBC. Not Fox? I'm afraid not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just so anybody sees it, that's, that, that's her is sister. She, is she really on the screen? I mean... I, oh, she'll be on the screen more often now. Oh, well, for sure. I mean, Debate it's not mo- like I turn it on all the time. Debate moderator? Anybody? Ooh, that would be kind of... They probably won't do that because oh. of the system. Although, although, although Donna Brazil gave Hillary the question, so, <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Anyway, uh, she also has uh, Tony West is a former senior official of the U.S. Justice Department and is also the uh, general counsel for Uber, uh, is the senator and a niece of two stepchildren related to Douglas Emhoff, her husband, her husband now. Okay, so wrap that so one more time. She's Simple just terms. got connections. Yeah, let's okay. just, I got let's it. just lay it there. She's got connections. She could probably, is it fair to say, with those connections, she could probably do a whole lot of multi hundred dollar plate dinners mm-hmm. for fundraising here in this state. Oh, most definitely. Right. Now, she's touting that she's not going to have any PACs or any uh, oh, you know, big donor money. Right. <laughs> because you know big donors. Like, <laughs> right. It'd be like Pelosi saying, I'm not taking any big donor money when all your friends are millionaires. <laughs> okay. Correct. Like, okay, let me lay this down so that everybody knows. They have bots now where they they chisel in $5, right. $7. Yeah, real it easy. looks like you got a bunch of $20 yeah, so, donations. So people yeah. like Bernie can say, our average campaign donation right. was $2.30. And then they they opened the piggy to- bank and they gave what they could. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then he funnels it all to Hillary. Uh, or a, a beach house in, you know, okay. three. Let me, let me take a little tangent here and talk about Bernie. Bernie is not going to be running, just so that everybody knows. Whoa, whoa, is this official? This is official. Whoa, did he really say this? No, no, no. He'll keep it a secret. But remember... Oh, but he, you have the scoop. No, I, I just know how okay. Hillary operates. Here we go. Are you I as well know. connected as Kamala? Are you I Bernie am. Sanders? Oh, that's, that, that's none of your business, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he... If we all remember, he got a sexual harassment complaint a few weeks back. Bernie Maybe. did. Bernie did. Right. Um, and we heard very little about it. True. It was played down by the media. But that complaint, in actuality, was just a shot across the bow. Ah, that was... A warning. That was a warning from the establishment. We have, <laughs> we have dirt we can turn up. Absolutely. And believe it or not, we remember... His wife's in trouble with funneling uh, the school, the stuff. school yeah. stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. from a while back, and that's well within the um, uh, 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 what is it called the limit statutes of limitations. Oh, okay. So they'll hold on to that till the very end. It's essentially what the Dems did to Feinstein and her Chinese spy. There you go. Yeah, everyone knew this existed, and then they just brought it out. Around election time. Yeah. It was like, oh, oh, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. So he's not running. They're like the mob, as you say. Yeah. He's not running. If if he chooses to run, they'll crush him. They'll crush him like you wouldn't believe. It'd be fun to watch. I think, though, he's lost a lot of his supporters after the last time. I think it left some a bad taste, I know, for the supporters that I I know personally. I think you're right. And there's also something about him that in this large a crowd— where you've got a pretty decent, forget Bernie, you've got a pretty decent spectrum of progressivism 
on that stage already, some of which run really close to who he is already. I'm not feeling that he feels he'll stand out, he'll be different with like an Elizabeth Warren running. Right. So yeah. whereas the last election, he kind of had a unique angle. He had a unique on angle. Stuff. Oh, That's not going to be the best unique angle was that he wasn't Hillary Clinton. True. So that was big time. Or the other two guys. And that's that's where Jim I'm getting Webb at. And whoever the other guy well, was. that's where I'm getting at, okay? Yeah. They realized that, and this is all a play for Hillary Clinton to run. Okay. That's amazing. You're gonna have a dozen Democrats run. You've already got a whole bunch of no namers already who've committed to running. How does that work when she loses for a third time? Hey, shh, quiet. <laughs> okay. Shh. We will want that. We want shh. This is what's going to happen. She's going to have a dozen people. It's going to be like how the Republicans were running last time. And people were going, oh, my goodness. How did Trump win? Well, because it was so spread out. Well, yeah. The, Hillary saw that and said, I could do exactly that. And I can get 20, 30% of the vote easily. And boom, I'm in. But it doesn't necessarily mean that she'll win. It might have the same effect that Donald Trump had squeezing uh, in on the end how does that work though when you've got when you hold two leftist wild cards right you're not just a woman but you're also a minority woman doesn't that trump a rich white lady like oh, so hillary back to kamala huh okay so in her memoirs the california democrat describes herself as a progressive prosecutor and what, says, is that? what does that even mean? <laughs> it's a false choice to decide between supporting the police and advocating for greater scrutiny of law enforcement. The argument is aimed at liberal critics of her record, who she argued she was sometimes too quick to side with the police and too slow to adopt sentencing reforms. So the left are already pouncing mm-hmm. on her mm-hmm. of her days of being a prosecutor mm-hmm. and working for the fuzz. Well, here, this is, you know, going back to our end of the year episode where we looked at the difference in the party platforms on the 1988 ballot, the 1998. Totally. During her time as DA, the left was a little bit more conservative. Oh, you right? could, you could easily platform, read that into those, into those ballots. Totally. Yeah. So I, I totally can understand that back then she probably was a lot more what would be considered conservative yeah. than she is now. True. Very true. You know? When uh, Harris was uh, a San Francisco district attorney, she implemented a program that allowed some offenders on drug charges to avoid incarceration by getting high school diplomas and a job. So as California's attorney general, Harris's office changed policies on opening criminal justice data to the public and began a program to reduce bias in police. So she's moving that that bar from being a hard prosecutor to being the district attorney that cares. And we were talking about in the last episode of how our crime rates are right. being affected with this touchy-feely kind of deal. It's not working out and she wants to implement this plan across the entire nation. Sounds solid. I'm on board. So uh, she also has some critics on the left uh, that points out that Harris opposed court-ordered surgeries for California's trans prison population as attorney general. 
Yeah, that's not going to fly with the progressive wow. crowd. Ooh. I'm actually surprised to hear that. Yeah. Are you? Okay. Big time. Deci- no, I agree. A yeah. decision Harris has taken responsibility for. And mm-hmm. asked for forgiveness for her former ways. Yes, for her former ways. Right. Please, I'm liberal. Please let me run. Let me run. I know. Yeah, exactly. I'll be a pre- promise to be more progressive than that in the future. She said, while saying that her office requires her to make that argument and that she has was hardly an advocate for the kind of change and rec- reform that would have made a positive difference, her office took positions during Harris's tenure that would likely come back to bite her particularly when lawyers for her office argued that reducing prison populations would deplete a pool of affordable labor. <clears throat> Slave labor, wow. you say? Jeez. <laughs> These people can't make it are up. total winners. Harris has denounced that argument, but has also acknowledged the buck stops with her. Mm. Hitting it hard. <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't think we were talking about Willie Brown anymore. <laughs> Dang. Here's one on the other flip side as a prosecutor. She also refused to seek the death penalty for a man convicted of murdering one police officer in the San Francisco area. Uh, the police officer, Isaac Espinoza, who was only 29 at the time of his death. And that was uh, back in 2004. So she did not side with the cops there. Interestingly enough, she did not. She started making her transition. She did. She's been transitioning and she's been a chameleon this whole time. So that kind of gives you an idea of who this person really is. But that right there, that was the path that worked for Barack. Right. Right. I want to be everything and nothing and whatever you want me to be. The more ambiguous you are. That's right. The more you can kind of mold to whoever your audience is. That's exactly right. Now, that's just, you know, California, her career in California. Now that she's a senator. <laughs> yeah, we'll be able to see what she does in Washington. I mean, we all got to see what she did with the Kavanaugh um, trial, trying to be the biggest showboater in the in the land. But she did not pay the piper. She did not get the blessing of Nancy Pelosi to run. And that's okay, because Nancy wants her to fail. She wants her to fail in every single thing that she does. Because she's not ready to give up the mantle of running the West Coast cabal, as it were. Nancy's going to be in charge of this thing for the next at least eight years. Yeah. So we're stuck with Nancy Pelosi until somebody actually ousts her from that San Francisco uh, power seat over there. It's crazy. Didn't we look up her age a couple episodes back? She's like 78 or something. Nancy? Oh, oh. yeah. Something she's like that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Her eyes don't show it. Okay. <laughs> Anything else to add to Kamala? No. That, Other than her wonderful tweets that we get to share? That disgusted me enough. No. Yeah. All right. We're going to keep rolling along. In case you missed it, uh, California actually uh, appointed its first state's surgeon general. It's kind of interesting because, you know, we've never had a surgeon general. How have we survived this long? I know, right? So this comes from the Napa Valley Register. Governor Newsom on Monday announced the appointment of a pediatrician as California's first ever Surgeon General. Newsom said in a news release that Dr. Nadine Burke Harris, which I don't think is associated with Kamala, 
will focus on combating the root causes of serious health conditions and use her office to reach young families across the state. Burke Harris is founder and chief executive of the Center for Youth Wellness in San Francisco, which aims to improve the health of children exposed to toxic stress and trauma early in life. It also noted that her annual salary will be $200,000. And guess what? She's a Democrat. No, that doesn't make any sense. Wow. From the Bay Area. From the Bay Area. That also doesn't make any sense. Go figure. What is it with that funnel into Sacramento? It's the power seat, baby. It's a, and That's you really can see become how the like the epicenter is. of the state. You can see how it starts to work, right? And everybody's patting each other on the back. Oh, you get into this seat. You, you get me more funds. You're going in here. It's a power grab. But I have a clip just to tell you exactly who... Um, Dr. Burke Harris is, and John, if you wouldn't mind. We ready? Yeah, let's hear it. Here we go. Good afternoon. My name is Dr. Nadine Burke Harris, and I'm a pediatrician and the founder and CEO of the Center for Youth Wellness, a health organization created to advance the research and clinical care of toxic stress in children. You don't have to be a doctor to recognize that a child being forcibly separated from their parents' care faces long-term psychological and emotional harm. But we now know this type of trauma left unaddressed can more than double an individual's risk for asthma, autoimmune disease, chronic lung disease, and cancer, and can cut their life expectancy short by decades. Now, you don't have to be a doctor to understand that she's full of crap. Yeah, that phrase alone made me think, so why do we even need your position? If, if right. all this stuff is self-evident, <laughs> right. we don't need a Surgeon General. Thanks. See ya. Yeah, There's the nice door. Day. Yeah. But remember, we had to appoint this person in particular. So I got to do some, uh, you know, some snooping around to figure out how this woman became the Surgeon General. Here we go. Okay. Uh, so toxic stress, which is her forte. I've, right. That, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, for those of you listening to the podcast, okay, she has a TED Talk in which she labors on for about 20 minutes describing all this toxic uh, stress that we all have, and it carries on from when we're youth. So, Dad, you know. Oh, jeez. Um, okay. I'm jo- sorry. John's daddy goes away. I'll be quiet. You know, John's daddy goes away, and he carries that weight for the rest of his life, and for some reason that causes him asthma. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to be quiet. No, I got to go say it. Yeah, isn't it always just convenient, amazing, fill in the blank that Dems, Libs, Progressives always center on topics and things that can't really be quantified, right? Like, how do I how do I ever measure the level of toxic stress? Well, because I can't, I get a kind of insert it, come up with it. It exists whenever I want it right. to. It's nothing that's tangible. It, thank you. It, that's the MO with all of their stuff. I always use global warming, but I'll use it again as an example. What's the right temperature? Right. So we have a problem. We need to reduce carbon, I guess, and get to, okay, what's the number that we're getting to? Well, you know, I don't know. We're going to just kind of kind of have to feel that out. The toxic stress. You're kind of stressed. Right. Right. It's the same stuff. Yeah. No, 
if you as long as you keep the the target moving exactly. and ambiguous, you can constantly keep moving it. And and this sorry, Bobby, but this whole toxic stress makes me the, think of the same thing. It's the same. It's the same thing we've had for years with the border, right? Immigration on both sides, both Republicans and Democrats, was always this. Yeah, it's a problem. It remains something that got argued about in elections, but nothing ever got done to stop it. Because as long as it was a, as long as it was a topic, yep, yep, you could take the moral high ground and say, "Oh, I'm for the immigrants and I'm for these people." Right. But as soon as you solve the problem, you lose the bargaining chip. Hence your right. point uh, previously with the uh, Trump and the wall. That, I mean, that's your assessment. Yeah. I mean, let's let's face facts. I mean. This appointment, Surgeon General, we never had one before. So why one now? And it's the whole, let's see what we can do to continue to not obey or follow the direction of Trump. It's something else that they can go, oh, that's your Surgeon General, but our Surgeon General says this. And at the the best pessimistic base level, isn't it just another avenue for coercion and control by our state government? I mean, if this if, if this person comes out and mandates this or says this from a certain medical perspective, all the more ability to make people kowtow. Do any other states have their own Surgeon General? You know, I, I didn't bother looking, but I kind of figure why. Because they have a health and human services, um, someone who goes around and is a real right. doctor. And, right. Because... When it comes to the National Surgeon General, that's kind of a figurehead. They run ads on TV saying, you know, don't smoke, uh, mm-hmm. wear a condom, that kind of stuff. Right. So it's kind of really just nothing. They don't really actually do anything. They don't, they don't advise policy. But our Surgeon General will. There's a letter that came out, and it's kind of interesting because I want to share it with you guys, and I've, you probably haven't heard it. It's from an organization called CPEN. Okay, C-P-E-H-N. And this organization tends to write a lot of um, interesting laws, especially for transgenderism kind of stuff. And they're called the California Pan-Ethnic Health Network. So CPEN. So they sent a letter to the governor thanking him for his bold vision and outlining recommendations in order to make the most of his opportunity. We believe that the California Surgeon General can provide much-needed leadership to eliminate inequities that have existed for far too long. While California has instituted components of the work across state government, including the Office of Health Equity, statewide visions and implementation and sorely needed in order to actualize this vision, we recommend the following considerations for the California Surgeon General. One, provide authority for the California Surgeon General to work across state agencies and departments to identify the most pressing health disparities and implement cross-sectional approaches. This sounds scary. Number two, prioritize hiring a candidate with significant experience working with communities of color, LGBTQ communities, immigrants, and persons with limited English capacity to further uh, to future programs, initiatives, and investments are uh, effective at eliminating the root cause of health inequities. More force and control. That's all this is. 
Three, collaborate with existing initiatives, including the Office of Health Equity in the California Department of Public Health and Health in All Policies Task Force under the Strategic Growth Council in order to maximize uh, maximum impact. Four, provide for meaningful stakeholder input in the development of goals and activities of the California Surgeon General through the establishment of an advisory committee with consumer and community representation, drawing on the strength of our communities to effectuate real change. And the last one, sorry about this. Adequately fund and staff the California Surgeon General to be able to provide the infrastructure necessary for the importance of this work and include opportunities to fund community organizations to partner with and carry out the missions of the office. That is scary. That's all I can say. So they <clears throat> let me let me pull that in one oh, little okay. tiny thing. Give it a try. They want some kind of medical professional at the executive level right. to push the LGBTQ agenda. That's one of them, yeah. I think that's the deal. That's that, the, that is the, that's the, deal. the yeah. main deal. Because you have all this stuff up in the air, but if you can get a doctor up there or some kind of medical professional who can pontificate on it all, then that, that's, that's more authority than Gavin Newsom just trying to do stuff. Right? Yeah. Yep. And then you so, can so force can all come the, out and say, I'm a doctor and I understand all this stuff. Right. And yep. then she can force that down on all the other counties and cities. Yep. And I Copy was just that. amazed at all the departments that they were listing in here. I, I, oh. I'm always dumbfounded on how many departments and... Well, we talk about it all the time. How many alphabet letter agencies and departments and boards exist and, and, and the hierarchy of it all. That it's almost like the uh, those are the Russian dolls. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they yeah, all yeah. fit inside each that's other. Right. That's right. That that's California. Coming to a state near you. Right? <laughs> Implosion. Anything else on the Surgeon General? You know, I'm gonna have to do a little bit more investigation work on this lady. Uh, she's not wowing me, as it were. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Imagine that. Yeah, we've got another winner here, ladies and gentlemen. Create some more government bloat Jeez. with authority to crush you. All right. One last one. And you may have heard it. You may have not. California Democratic State Senator bans the use of he and she pronouns during Judiciary Committee hearings. It's like everybody wants their little sliver of... I get it. I get it. I'm involved. I'm involved. I did something. I, I did helped. something. Yeah. yeah. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> I did good, didn't I, Daddy? Oh, Hannah Beth. Oh, Hannah Beth Jackson, California State Senator from from what area? Santa Barbara. Yes. D Santa Barbara. So honored. Uh, announced last week that the gender gender neutral pronouns will be used during committee hearings. This from theblaze.com. Jackson said that the new committee rules recognize California's designation of non-binary as a gender. The word he and she will now become what my grammar teacher would have had a heart attack over, she said. The committee will use the word they instead because it's a gender-neutral word, said Jackson. It's ridiculous. 
We're we're getting into a little bit of a crazy town here. A little, a little bit, look, just a I, little bit. I can I can wrap my head around somebody that says I'm a man, but I want to be a woman. I I can wrap my head around that. Okay, I don't. I can't wrap my head around somebody that wants to be neutral on the topic. Like, I, well, <laughs> how can you be nothing well, and something all at the same time? The big deal here. The big deal it's is not like it's like quantum physics stuff. Big deal here is compelled speech. When you're in the presence of the Judiciary Committee, according to their rules of Robert's Rules of Order, because they've now adopted them, and I believe it was almost unanimous if I remember the vote, you have to, you have to address nobody by their gender pronoun. So are you held in contempt if you do use a pronoun? Well, they can choose not to listen to you. And they can throw you out of the meeting. <laughs> well, that's ironic. I choose not to listen to them. So, well, you know, I was I was watching the video, and the Blaze has it. If you want to watch it, and it's about thirteen minutes into the video, she does this. It's absurd. Speech. But right after she's done, and they have the little. It's boat, cult. This is great. You know who? You know who showed up to do their their uh, outreach to the judiciary? It was Planned Parenthood was there. Mm. And they, start they got a big out. one in New York. <laughs> they start coming out going like, we're here to further women's oh, rights. Oh, no, no. I was, I was just watching this. Bam. I was just like, buzz, <laughs> buzz. Why can't men have Bam. access to these, uh, services. To these services now? What if it's a man who has ovaries because it used to be a biological woman who now calls herself a man? What if I, <laughs> what if I want to take birth control? <laughs> you go right ahead. Heard, Contempt, uh, Louis, you're out. You're in jail. I Contempt. heard it helps with the pimples. You know, I I would laugh if if one of you got arrested because you used a pronoun, and then they threw you out. And would you, you? Would you come bail me out, Louis? There were there were there were books written about this kind of uh, absurdity absurdity of this government control, right? But it was fantasy. <laughs> it was yeah. fantasy. Yeah. I think it's crazy how, if you haven't read 1984, you have to read it. It should be required reading. Um, or just flip on the news. It's yeah, the same thing. I, but it's crazy how that has started to kind of rear its head. In this clip, after she said all this, didn't she start to address someone and said yes. she, and then someone in the crowd corrected her? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're no right. Way. Oh, yes. seriously? Absolutely. She couldn't even get it right two seconds she after she... It. It's ma'am. Yeah, it, it, classic. You know, how does if I started talking in Spanish where all the words are either masculine or feminine? Ooh. Yeah, how do you transform an entire language? You cannot do that. They're working well, that's why they've right gone now. to Latinx. Latinx. Yeah. It's not Latino or Latina. I was trying to figure out how to pronounce it, it's but Latinx. Latinx. So maybe Spanish will just all the palabras instead of an O or A will get an X. Contempt. Yeah. But this is how Jordan Peterson became famous. Yeah, in Canada. That's exactly right. Yeah. He, Canada doesn't express their same uh, rights that we have here, where we have free speech no matter what. And we don't care if people get offended. At least we thought we did. But he was, you know, compelled to use right. the word. No, they were he, trying to compel in the professors in the classroom to use the pronouns that the student preferred 
And this is where people get it wrong and they go, oh, well, why would you want to be offensive and not call somebody what they want to be called? And he goes, no, I'll call them what they want to be called, but I don't want the state to compel me to use any specific language in my classroom. And he's absolutely right. I mean, that's what all this stuff is. Well, that, but that, I mean, it's by a different name, but that's back to the whole notion of he was willing to enter a private contract, the contract of, hey, will you call me this? Okay, yes, I will. We're going to agree to this. Right. That's not a problem. That's the different deal than you are not allowed to enter the contract you wish to. It's illegal. It was amazing when you saw those interviews with him, how many people can't wrap themselves around the greater meaning. Correct. It's not about, oh, so you would be offensive to a somebody who identified as a man or a right. woman, right. he goes, no, that that's not it. It's when the government tells you what you must say and see, they and, did, and they don't get it. They're so wrapped up on the micro. They don't get the macro of it because on the current thing that the government wants to compel someone to do, they agree, but they right. can't expand it to recognize and realize that there will one day be something that they are compelled to do with which they don't agree. But that day's not today. So, What's the problem? Right. I don't see an issue. No, there's no issue. But like all these, all all liberal policies, when you take them to their logical conclusion, they become absurd. Totally. Whether it's women in the boardroom. Okay, great. Well, I can identify as anything, so I I don't need it. For the next two hours in the boardroom, I'm a woman. Done. Right. Or why do we stop there? Why not every rich, which race or sexuality or or then every combination thereof? Right. It's ma'am. You can only split it so many so many ways. We got some tweets. We got some tweets. I got an AOC one. She's, I mean, man, the gift that keeps on giving. It's wild that some people are more scared of marginal tax rate than the fact that forty percent of Americans struggle to pay for at least one basic need, like food or rent. I couldn't help notice the irony that those are two topics that the government's heavily involved in and have likely increased the average price. But oh, yeah, well, sure, no problem. Anytime they get involved. Kamala Harris. How we win this election matters. No corporate uh, PACs. No federal lobbyists. Just a whole lot of people standing up for our American values. I'm excited to do this together. A campaign for the people and of the people. Let's do this. Hashtag Willie Brown. Jeez. Oh, oh man. Lindsey Graham. He comes out swinging sometimes. Sometimes he, he makes does. Me laugh. Sometimes he does. Even worse news at AOC and her new socialist colleagues seem hellbent on making sure that our last 12 years will be spent as Venezuelan socialists, not Americans. <laughs> AOC has not come out. To, uh, by the way, I, I really applaud Trump for coming out right at the get go and saying, yeah, that's our new Venezuelan president right there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Here's... um. Here's Bernie, just a little while ago. I think the time is long overdue for the American people to tell this president he is not a dictator. He is not a king. He is not the despotic ruler of Saudi Arabia. He is not his authoritarian friend, Vladimir Putin of Russia. Even though I went into a honeymoon in Russia when I got married. (laughs) I added the last part, but the irony is still there. The irony. Kamala Harris again. Schools, movie theaters, banks... Places of worship, no matter where you are, you deserve to feel safe from gun violence. Mass shootings that barely make the headlines cannot become our new reality. We must pass universal background checks and ban assault weapons and put no gun signs in the front of all these places. 
And assault weapons are already banned in California. Mm. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. They have been for a long time. This one out of CBS LA. Unprecedented. Governor Gavin Newsom announced a lawsuit against Huntington Beach, accusing the OC city of standing in the way of affordable housing production and making the state's housing crisis worse. Because we all know that Huntington Beach is the reason why the housing crisis is awful. In Damn California. Huntington Beach. My God. And Venice Beach right up behind them. Oh, how dare you? I knew it all along. Hillary, 46 years after Roe v. Wade, we reaffirm what we have always to be true. Women have an unalienable right to make their own decisions about their health care. And then I'm going to insert my own comment here. But not about where to send their kid to school. <laughs> Got it. Oh, great. Another great night of tweets. Well, that's all I got. I'm out. I'm telling everybody to make sure that you tell a friend about our podcast. Spread the word. Website's coming. We're your only conservative podcast anything in California. It's true. If you're any kind of conservative... And still live in the state. This is your show. Yeah. Website coming soon. Download us in the meantime. Apple iTunes and the Google Play Store. Don't forget to burn it all down.